You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, we're so excited to have you for a very special episode during Valentine's week where we are talking about ways to love each Enneagram type with Deepwater's Enneagram, Danny Cooper. I am so grateful. Danny is an author, a speaker. She helps couples, businesses, individuals. She has a membership coming up. Danny is on fire and I love it. And also I love her name, Deepwater's Enneagram. So we get to have the beautiful flowy, peaceful side with her nine wing, as well as her really beautiful two helper side and this whole one that gives us a refreshing recharge of love for each and every Enneagram type out there. So very excited for this episode with you. And I really want you to sit in, lean in, even if you're like, oh, I know easily how to love each type because Danny offers a different perspective than I do in the sense that she's a body type one. She's a great clarifier. We all have different gifts and Danny is giving us an inward look and also a little bit of a gentle thrust for the person inside the type. So she's encouraging us as partners to love our people exactly where they are, which is so refreshing, quite honestly, as well as to say, here's a little boost that can actually grow the person of each type. So this is a fun episode and it's challenging in all the right ways. Before she comes on, I just want to remind you that our Enneagram Coaches Certification Training is coming up for those who want to be coaches with Enneagram in marriage. I would love to meet you and to get to partner with you on this venture. I had so much fun with watching Jessica and Travis's video that they just made this past week and shared. If you haven't checked it out yet, you can get in touch with Jesse, who was on a couple of episodes ago with Shiny Eyes Retreat or Ask Me. It's hilarious. And it's 1990s songs. And it's an Ikram and marriage style. So her and her husband are all dressed up 1990s style, each Enneagram type singing along. It is literally hilarious. So we have Wes and I have been loving this kind of thing too. And just it's a way to bring your seven out just to have some lighter fun amidst all the theory and literal hard work we're doing. So have some fun with us on that as well as Get back in if you really know that you love helping couples. This is my favorite thing to do is to help couples out there. So it's absolutely a joy to teach. And it's going to be a live Zoom class starting Thursdays, February 23rd. So make sure you check that out and all of our products for Valentine's Day if you need anything. Plus, Danny has all the products she's sharing and many of them are couples focused. So just be tuning in today if you're pre-Valentine's and if you're post-Valentine's, wow, we still have a lot for you. So just make sure you look at the show notes. I also wanted to say that I'm so excited for you guys to celebrate your romance out there. This is a whole month of love. We're celebrating this February, as you know, and if you're celebrating Valentine's Day or just your love, I just want to make sure you prioritize it. And I'm still thinking back on the love shared at the Glow Gala. I can't tell you how incredible it was to see Enneagram and marriage friends and family just gathering together to to have joy intentionally because we know we have hard moments and hard 
work and grit, and that's all going to be waiting for us. But make sure you are thinking specifically about ways to grow your love too. And it's so hard some days. I know because Wes and I had a date night this past weekend, and we actually went to the same restaurant, Pier 22, where the event was. One thing I noticed was that it was harder when it wasn't a set-aside time that we didn't have scheduled I had to scrape myself up after we had already that day been part of our wonderful favorite adoption and foster care event, Bridge of Life. We had already been there with Reflections Counseling Center and just supporting our favorite ministry out there to to the least of these, to orphans. And we went from there to Wes and I and Jack had lunch at Three Natives, which is an amazing Florida chain if you don't have it yet. Hopefully you'll get it soon. It's so good with acai bowls, but we just had wraps and enjoyed conversation. And then my daughters were having Ballet Magnificat, which was a special weekend. And I I knew this was going to be a busy weekend. I, I even mentioned it on the podcast a few weeks ago, but I was speaking on my favorite biblical heroine, Deborah. And I was so happy to do that because I got a chance to speak from a passion to a group of teenagers and elementary age students and middle schoolers and really get to sit on the floor and just get in there with them and help them with balance and leadership. And and that was a blast. But by the time we got to date night, yes, there was a couple of hours of rest after this. I was so tired still, of course. And I didn't, I had already said to myself, I'm not going to run the race. Like I wanted to run the race. Wes ran the 5k as well as he and Jack were both Spider-Man figures. They had already led the one mile run too in their costumes. And so, but they have like endless energy. I don't know about you guys with a one or a six in your family, but they, they needed a rest, but they were like, by the time I got home from my talk, they were already fighting with you know lightsabers and had been enjoying video games and all of that. But all of that to say is by the time we had set aside our date, I was tired even after a bath, even after self-care measures, even after a little nap. And I just want to name it right now that sometimes it's hard to spend time on your marriage. Sometimes it's hard to give to your marriage because there's so many other needs out there. But I want to remind you, your marriage is a critical foundation for all the rest of what you're doing out there. So please don't forget it. And I am pushing in with you to make sure that doesn't happen. And even though it wasn't our most fun date night, quote unquote, we got deep conversation in because we were in a pensive mood and we got to say things that really could make us closer. And then we got to go into our bed and just watch a ridiculous chick flick that we both cracked up at, the new one with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher on Netflix. And there were some cute moments, but it was also very, just, I'll let you watch it. But anyway, (laughs) it was a good, we have nothing left kind of a movie. It was fun. But anyway, I wanted to insert that so that you guys could really see that the inner life of a couple who's working hard to be intentional with their marriage so that when you are giving that extra mile, listening to Danny today and just thinking, how am I going to add that in? Or how am I going to add in a romantic event this week? I want to tell you it's possible and it's important. So don't forget it. And Wes and I were reminiscing old school Saturday Night Live this weekend. So it reminds me to say that's deep thoughts with Krista Hardin. <laughs> Let's get back to our regular programming. Let's welcome Danny on. Danny, we're so happy to have you on the EM pod today. Thank you. Thanks, Krista. I am excited to be here. 
I am so thankful for the timing that we get to talk about you and your family, your beautiful book and all your beautiful projects. But first you said something to me before we got on about what (laughs) fun time we're in, in culture, what kind of party are you having this weekend? Okay. I'm having a Super Bowl party where I can cheer on my Kansas city chiefs football team. So I'm excited about that and can't wait to put all of that together. I love to host. Oh my gosh. And as a one, Danny is a one. If you guys don't know, she is deep waters Enneagram. So you have to make sure you follow her, but I did not know that you were a Kansas city fan or living there. So that is so much fun. Is your whole city (laughs) just up in arms? It's crazy. So today's red Friday, which is every Friday during the football season, but everything is crazy. You know, I mean, like going to the Super Bowl is um, something that we've done recently, but um, for some reason this year just feels really special. And so, yeah, we're all about the Chiefs around Kansas City right now. Oh, that's so (laughs) cool. And you're, I'm betraying something terrible here, but I'm asking who are they playing? (laughs) Okay. They're playing the Eagles. So, okay. Is this Philadelphia Eagles? (laughs) It is. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Yay. That sounds like so much fun. And I'm so glad for you and your city and all of our listeners who either watch the Super Bowl or are just in the middle of football season, or maybe if they don't like football, they're like, I'm a football widow right now, but we feel you guys all the love out there. If you're having fun with football (laughs) and today we're having more fun and some Valentine's fun. So happy Valentine's day to all the listeners and to you, Danny. Thank you. Yeah. I kind of like Valentine's day, even though I know it's tricky. I try not to get my expectations up too much, but you know, just having a feeling of love in the world is always something that makes me smile. Oh, I'm so glad. And me too. And you have lots of love in your home. And we always (laughs) like, as you know, we love to ask a little bit about that. And I did prep her. I'm not prying here. Tell us about (laughs) just your marriage and your family a little bit. Yeah. So I'm a mom of three and I've been married to my husband, Shane, for 26 years. And we've been together for like 30 or maybe this is our 31st year because we were together for a while before we actually got married. So I've been working a long time and, um, you know, it's been a marriage in all the ways. So um, (laughs) bumpy parts, wonderful parts. And we happen to be in a really great stage right now. So I'm really thankful. Oh, I'm so glad that you get to share out of wounds, not scars, as we know Brene Brown and others like to say, that is a wonderful place to share. So we caught you at the beautiful moment, because like you said, very (laughs) honestly, and in a very real way, we all have our ups and downs. Um, Tell us your hubby's type. What type is Shane? Okay, so he is funny. So he's an Enneagram six, and he feels most comfortable in that. And um, but he always tests the one. So, um, you know, there's similarities in subtypes between some of the different subtypes, um, how the types look similar. And so he's Mr. Duty. He is loyal and faithful and um, wonderful and thoughtful. And he has this one side to him, which is probably why we're together. We're both (laughs) ask and detail oriented and (laughs) it really works for us. Mm, That's so much fun. And you guys are like us in that you've been together forever. Tell us how you guys met. <clears throat> well, I was at college and my roommate at college was dating his roommate in Kansas City. So there was a lot of back and forth trips between Lawrence, Kansas, which was KU, um, mm-hmm. and Kansas City. 
And um, yeah, we got together pretty quickly. And I don't know, it was just, um, I, I dated a lot of people that really weren't who I needed. And he was kind of, he seemed like a wild man when I met him, honestly, <laughs> though. He had long hair and like, um, yeah. And so I think, I don't know, I was looking for like this wild person, maybe mm-hmm. like this. But the funny thing is, is that he was really this stable, solid, faithful oh. six. And so I got duped in the very best way. <laughs> you sure did. And that is fun to hear because you are, I'm sure, picky in that. You should explain before we got on, you're the one-to-one <clears throat> intimate sexual one. So you really yes. care about it being a good spouse. Like that's very important to have a healthy one-to-one, isn't it? Yes, it is. And as they say, you know, the one-to-one sub type of one focuses on reforming others and mm-hmm. especially those people that they're in intimate relationships with. Yeah. So I'd say he's one of my favorite improvement projects. And he would also say that's true. Yes, <laughs> it probably has we had to dis- navigate. <laughs> yes. And that's literally guys why I love Danny because she's honest. She's like, guys, we each have our gifts and ones are improvers. And mm-hmm. here's what the one-to-one one does. And um, I'm glad that you can let our listeners know, especially those who don't know subtypes. And even when you met your hubby, he might've been in that counterphobic or sexual six subtype where he's got the long hair and a bit of a rebel going on. Nice. And that goes with your baddie one. So I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out we're both kind of boring and solid when when it, when all said and done, but we still know how to have a great time together. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know how to let your hair down and have a blast too. So this is one of the That's best right. parts about having you on the show today to talk about your beautiful book, which we're all excited for that came out this year. Uh, just less than a year ago, the Enneagram for Mm -hmm. Christian Couples. So we are going to dig in with Danny about not just the book and uh, her projects, but actually for you guys to give you a sense of, in her detailed type one way, some of the ways that you can each type by type love each other. Are you still up for that with us, Danny? I am. It's one of my favorite ways to use the Enneagram. Honestly, I think of it primarily as a tool to um, learn how to go in compassion and understanding for yourself and for other people. Mm. So it's a tool of like cultivating more of that love in the world because we really, really need it. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's not just during, because whenever you're listening around Valentine's, it's a way for you to say, I'm just, I need help here. I need to know I have this or that spouse and um, I'm missing them. I'm missing that mark. So you're really, I love that you're detailed because you can give us all your fresh perspective and then we can learn more from you beyond that too. So thank you. Hey. Well, let's start with type one, your type. Tell us a little bit about loving type ones. Wow. I think sometimes, you know, type ones can get a bad rap for being a little rigid, being sticklers about things. And so sometimes it doesn't feel like ones are that easy to love, but despite their strong and all together exterior, ones really, really need lots of affirmation from their partner, letting them know that um, they're doing well and that they are are good deep down. Um, So, you know, the one is constantly um, struggling with that mean inner voice that they have, the inner critic. And, um, most of us have a little bit of a judgy voice in our heads, but the one's judgy voice is like on steroids. Yeah. So if, if you're in relationship with a one, 
Um, you know, I, it's been said that sometimes it feels like you're in a relationship with two other people and not just one because this inner critic is such a big, strong presence. Wow. And so you have to help them um, really uproot the lies that the inner critic is trying to put in front of their eyes all the time. So as their partner, you can be on the lookout for that and help them believe what's true instead of what that inner critic is trying to tell them all the time. Mm, I like that. I've never heard that described in that way that you have two people Mm -hmm. to deal with in the relationship. (laughs) Fascinating. I've heard it named another person, but you've just really nailed it for us to really see how deep it goes. So that's helpful for us to hear. And I'm glad that you, you think that would help people to find more positive results and for the one to really receive the love they're trying to give. That's right. Yeah. Cause we all need love no matter how um, much it seems like we can handle anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we all really need um, that love and support from our partner. And I think um, as I continue sharing, you know, our job as a partner is to um, support our, our significant other in a different, in, in specific ways. And knowing their Enneagram type can really help you dial in what that yeah. strategy is. Yeah. And then the other piece of it is to call them um, out of what their type is telling them to. So we need yeah. support in a type specific way, but then there's this bigger message of like, and there's more and, and helping them see that and move toward that with love and grace is like the best way to be supportive as a partner. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful that you know it, you honor, like, I know this is happening inside of you, but mm-hmm. there's more, there's more truth out there, not just your own experience, but let me add to that. Oh, Thank you. Okay, well, let's talk about type twos, our loving triad people right now in this Valentine's time. Yeah, right. I mean, twos, I mean, I think when you think of twos, you think of the love and the service and the care that they give to the people in their lives. And Mm -hmm. so if you have been in a relationship with the two, Mm -hmm. um, you've been on the receiving end of that. And so the funny thing is, is they show you what they like from you. So a good place to start with it too, is just to notice how are they loving me? Um, Because if you turn those tables back and love them in the same way, that's going to hit for them. You know, that's going to mean something and and really um, get to them in a really good way. So I would say along with that, um, giving them physical affection is important to a lot of twos and reminders of um, actual words that say, you know, you are so precious to me mm-hmm. and make sure that you're trying to do that when they are um, not serving you. You know, maybe you're yeah. just sitting next to them on the couch and they're not, you know, doing anything out of the ordinary, but just being together. Mm-hmm. Really, that's a great time to give them an affirmation about how much they need. That's really neat. I like how you're saying there's two different things here. We can give them affirmations just when they're at rest, as well Mm -hmm. as in the same ways that they're loving us. And uh, this is a really good space to say today's episode, we have a distinction between loving people where they're at and specifically Mm -hmm. trying to love people in their type. And I loved how you've welcomed us to that with both one and two so far to kind of just say, look, if you're really looking how to love this type, pull that one out of the inner critic and help the two to see, you know, you each have a love language, but try to use that one for them. I especially like that in the sense that twos are thinking inhibited. So uh, when they're not always thinking about it, it might just come natural for them to kind of display what they want, right? 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, often they, all that love is directed outward and they forget to give it to themselves. So you can be a way to remind them that they are also worthy of that love and care that they give others. Oh, that is beautiful. I know our twos are like, yes. Okay. What about (laughs) type threes out there are achievers? Yeah, right. So um, they're busy, right? And so threes can be hard to to, to grab onto to, to love well. But here's a few things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prioritizing relaxation or just simply being together can be a way to, to love your three, to remind them to put on the schedule, to put on the to-do list. Um, hey, we're just going to chill together and just be together, right? Often threes can just work themselves to the point of exhaustion, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, fostering that connection and intimacy through a scheduled time for relaxation Mm -hmm. can be uh, a way to get them um, a little bit off of that treadmill that they spend so much time on. Hmm. That's neat to really offer them time slots and to get them seeing that there are specific goals and tasks for the relationship too, not just to work on it, but just to be in it. I love that creative idea. Right. And, you know, I would say again, heart centered as they are, that these, that words of affirmation and verbalizing your love is going to be really important for a three too. And again, catch them when they don't, maybe feel like they're achieving anything and, and find ways to affirm them and verbalize how much you appreciate that when they're not performing for you, right? Mm. That's going to, going to be a way to help them grow toward the idea that they are valuable when, when they're not even achieving or feeling successful themselves, that Mm. that their success in relationship with you, just because they're being who they are. Hmm. I'm grateful. And I hope threes just pull that in to know Danny and I believe that too. And we know your partner does too, but it's nice to hear if you're a partner of a three, this is important. Or if you're the three, tell them this. So thank you. All right. Tell us about the four and this mysterious type four. What do you think (laughs) their partners can know? I know we're leaning in here. I know. I know. So I'm always hesitant when I come to four because there's so many expressions of four. And a lot of times, anytime you say something about four, they're going to be like, well, that's not me. Right? <laughs> Some of my best friends are fours. So I think that's why I'm extra sensitive. And I run all my four posts by my four friends so that they can say, yep, that's true. Okay, I'll cop to that. But I would say across the board, um, most fours really appreciate it when their partner can set aside unhurried time for them, uh, undivided attention. You know, every four and every person, honestly, has a real need to just feel heard. And then they have that longing to be understood. So if you as a partner of a four can put yourself in a position where they have your undivided attention and you're um, tracking with them as they speak and encouraging them as they share. Um, I think that makes a four feel like, um, maybe they have a little more understanding than Mm -hmm. sometimes their type will tell them they do. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful way of saying that. Like, it's not just for your relationship. It's actually, these tips are building each of these people up and that's just really encouraging. And you hear your book is, you know, and it's for everybody, but when you're thinking of Christian couples, you're thinking of 
our goal being to encourage one another and to build one another up. So I love that this has been a focus of today is, wow, you're really making us think about how all of us don't want people on their phones and dipping into side conversations, Mm -hmm. but even less so do fours want to lose attention. So thank you for that reminder that we really focus on them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and I think the other thing is that fours, you know, they spend a lot of time in their emotions and, and the whiplash that they even can experience just from highs and lows and experiencing all that emotion that you being a steady place for them, it's really grounding for a four. So mm-hmm. along with the attention and the understanding, just um, being really steady for them helps them know that they can count on you. And that, that does things for us at deep levels, right? We know our partners. Mm, yes. I love that. Oh my gosh, you are detailed and I enjoy this so much. Okay. Tell us about <laughs> type fives. We're heading into our head types. Tell us yep. a little bit about <clears throat> our investigators. Okay. Well, so we know that fives are the best observers. They investigate things. They go deep on uh, topics that interest them. Right. And they have this other thing where they just run out of energy really quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so their inner resources often feel like they're zapped. Mm -hmm. I think as a partner, it's really important for you to let your five know that you understand that they have this energy deficit that they're dealing with all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That that being overwhelmed is, is really something that, that plagues up the thought that that might happen. So their desire to be protective of their energy, um, can be really, um, supported by a partner who says, okay, like we're going to go out tonight, but, um, you know, let me know when you're ready to go. I'm really open mm-hmm. to going with you or letting you go whenever mm-hmm. you're done. Right. So just letting them know that that's not going to be a problem for you, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be really supportive of a five. And then here's the other side, um, mm-hmm. remind them that they are far more expansive, have more energy than mm-hmm. they think that they do. So this is the call upward. Like, I know these are the struggles. <laughs> I know your type tells you this. And I know mm-hmm. that some of that's true, but what if you actually had more in you than you thought you did? I believe it's there mm-hmm. and letting them know, like, I'm there for you too. Like I, I will catch you. I know you want to be self-sufficient, independent but I've always got your back. That can bring a lot of comfort to, to a five who's constantly struggling with that feeling. (laughs) That just literally melts me. (laughs) This is like Mm. Valentine city. So thank you (laughs) because um, we just love hearing the way you're caring for the heart of a thinking type five. That is just neat. And I think that uh, spouses and partners of fives are just listening right now. Like, okay, I'm going to try that. I don't know what they'll (laughs) say, but it's nice. Here's the upward call because the other call you said towards them is uh, even offer, not just that we'll drive separately, but offer to be with them. And I think that's really Mm. meaningful to fives because they do have an eight arrow and they do have a little bit of maybe some healthy pride around just, uh, you're my partner. I want us to come and go together. And I don't want to be seen as a weaker vessel. Let's let's stick together. And I I like how you're really calling us to love our fives right where they're at. So thank you. That's right. That's right. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about sixes heading inwards to more thinking. Okay. (laughs) So I've got personal experience with this one yes. um, with my husband being a six. Yes. And so um, I've got a front row seat to, to how to support my six. And of course he's super supportive of me as well. Mm-hmm. But one of the, the main things, and so I have this story 
about when um, I first learned the Enneagram and he first started to land on being a type six. I, I came to terms with the fact that um, all of his questions were not just to annoy me. So mm-hmm. literally, I think I lived our whole relationship going yeah. like, oh, your questions mean that I didn't do something right and that I don't have all the information, which you can understand how that might feel yeah. as, a, as a one to have my my research or my my carefully thought out ideas questioned. Mm-hmm. I took that very personally. And then I learned about the six and how questions really help them build a sense of security and um, and give them the information that they need to, to move forward. So a six, of course, has really... Um, difficult time trusting themselves and having enough confidence to act on the things that they think that they should do, or even decide on the thing that they should do. So one of the biggest gifts that you can give your type six partner is to help them build that confidence and trust, right? Mm -hmm. So this looked like for me, being patient with the questions that he had for me, not flying off the handle about it. And then turning the table and saying like, wait, like you're asking me this question, but what do you think? Like, I know, you know, the answer to this. Um, so like, actually, what do you think? So encouraging them to look inside for some of these answers, which, you know, affirms their decision-making ability and calls their attention back to all the times they've made great decisions. So allowing all that verbal processing and question asking, and then pointing it back to say, you actually can trust yourself. You've got so much inside as far as resources get it. And I'll be here waiting when you bring it back to me. Mm. Ooh, (laughs) I am just going to say 100% girl on that one, which I hope you love as a type one. (laughs) I love an A plus, right? (laughs) right. I'm going to say A plus, 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 like in Christmas story. (laughs) Oh gosh, now you're speaking my language. (laughs) We were going all the way with that one, guys. She knows this. And I really uh, understand that uh, although the counterphobic six might have even different nuances, it's like, I really believe that the six has a lot of people have both sides in and the social part of them too. So I think this is good advice that stands for every six that they, if they're asking questions, it's because they want to know. And also for you to be able to give them that space to come back to it themselves. That is just fantastic. Thank you. Um, I agree. agree Mm -hmm. Okay, good. What about type sevens? What do you think we can do to help our sevens just feel that love more and also maybe that one up for them too? Okay. Well, the best thing you can do for your seven to just help them feel like life is exciting and entertaining and not boring and a drudgery is to join them in their fun, to get excited about their ideas that they have, um, and to actually help them make those ideas come true, help them focus on on one or two of them instead of every single one of them, and then put your energy behind those ideas. That really speaks love to a seven. Am I right? You have to weigh in on this. Does that speak love to you? (laughs) Yes, it sure does. That's fantastic. We love our spontaneous, joyful moments because we're digging in, working hard like all the other adults out there. And I do think there's a lot of of misperceptions around sevens. Um, So we have a strong one as well. So it's really Mm -hmm. cool when we're in our one and our five arrows, we can really 
enjoyed that seven a lot as well. And we look forward to moments when we get to be in our seven. And so when our spouse can join us there, it's the best because then we all feel permission to just relax and rest together. And we know we have to go back to the work. So it's just lovely when our spouse can let go and just indulge and then say, let's work hard, let's play hard, right? That's right. Okay. You heard it from the expert, guys, because you know, you being a seven, you have got that insider information. But yeah, it yes. feels good. <laughs> it does. Thank you for really reminding spouses of that as they learn about mm-hmm. that type, which may be the least common type from according to Truity. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm learning that and I'm like, oh goodness, we have to make sure people don't just meme. I love my fun Friday memes, but we have to get into oh. the nitty gritty too. Um, so this okay. Is we got to call our sevens up though too, Krista. So yes, here's the yes. other way that a partner can gently, and my focus mm-hmm. is on gently because of that move you have to one. Mm-hmm. sevens can be incredibly self-critical so anything that you need to suggest to a seven if you can do it with a really kind heart that's going to help a lot but I want I want partners out there with a type seven um, in their life to remind sevens that they're not going to miss out on anything that's truly meant for them mm-hmm. so the frantic needing to get everything um, experienced and all of that that can be really, truly the draw away from the satisfaction that they're seeking. So you as your, as their partner, put your, your energy behind their dreams and remind them that when they focus, it's when the most beautiful dreams actually get realized. Mm. So that's the call upward for seven. Oh, that's good. When you really charge them with, Hey, you can stay, you can go to that five space and focus and Mm -hmm. you can go to your one detailed in a good way. And, uh, we'll do it together. I like that part too, where Mm -hmm. you're adding in, we can be on this journey together. You're not alone. You don't have to do it all by yourself. That's absolutely just music to our ears. So thank you. Good. Okay. So now we've, you know, given our fear triad some comforts. Thank you. And now we're heading back into our body types. Tell us more about eights. Okay. All right. So we all love the eights in our lives that are plowing for us. They really Mm. just move things out of our paths and can make things happen in such a great and powerful way. More than anything else, an eight needs someone who appreciates that strength that they bring and gives them the respect for it that they mm-hmm. want is super important to them to feel respected and to feel strong, right? But they also need a partner that's going to call out their tenderness and their vulnerability and their sensitivity and reframe it for them as strength. That yeah. these are actually the parts that are the purest part of who they are. Um, mm-hmm. The ability to be strong in these different work, in these different aspects of their lives, mm-hmm. right? In these different mm-hmm. ways. Um, your partner who is an eight also needs to be reminded that, that even though they're so strong in all these different ways, that they weren't meant to carry the weight of the world all by themselves. So it's another instance where being with the eight um, and, and helping them feel supported by you in the same ways that they will support you is really important. And that actually makes them feel strong and secure um, in their relationship with you. Ooh, I like that. And I like how you're reminding audience members that there's a sensitive piece and you don't want to snuff that out. You want to let them know that's a strength of yours. I love your huge heart. You're moved to type two if you use any of speak and and yet you're helping them to feel supported in their strength too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say eights also work really, really hard. Um, And uh, so reminding them to take care of themselves is another really caring thing that you can do for them as their partner. Mm -hmm. It's something they may not think of on their own, but encouraging Mm -hmm. them to do self-care and encouraging them to play. Um, They work so hard that sometimes playing isn't really on their mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So so play and and rest and take care of each other. That's my advice for people who love it. Oh my gosh, which... I just, I'm thinking of all the fun ways I've seen eights play and they might have a fierce (laughs) side, but it's a play. It's like, I'm reminded of like a tiger rolling around. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, let's talk about our nines. How can we love our nines? Okay. So we all love nines because they go along with what we say a lot of the times, right? If they're super, if they're unaware or if they maybe are in lower levels of health, they are self-forgetting. And so so sometimes people really like the things about our types that are actually harmful to us, right? And so the way that we can support a nine who's who's getting awareness and knows that they're starting to know that their voice matters and they have an impact to to make on the world is by noticing as a partner when they're tending to defer to us. Even though it's easier, if they did just feel like they're going along with our plan, we can do them the greatest service by saying, Hey, hang on a second. Hold up. Like, um, what do you think about this? All right. And sometimes that might feel a little scary to a nine, but if you give them time and you give them space to talk and you really listen, um, they have opinions. Um, you might actually start by saying like, what don't you want? Sometimes it's easier to know what you don't want than what you do want. And so as their partner, if you can encourage them to share that way, you are opening up that channel of, of really prioritizing their voice in your relationship. Mm, Wow. I see. And it's giving, it's taking some time and intention to do that. But I hear you saying to those spouses, don't get caught in the trap of thinking just because they're agreeable that they're really happy with what's happening. You nailed it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nines are, are good at going along with things that they didn't really mean to say yes to until all of a sudden they can't ignore it anymore. And then, um, you know, that's not great for the relationship because one person doesn't feel like they were ever fully heard. And mm-hmm. so giving the opportunity for them to speak up is, is a really smart way to avoid the conflicts that nines want to avoid anyway. Um, mm-hmm. You know, helping your nine wake up to their, their power, to their desires, actions, into their voices and their value um, is one of the best gifts you can give your partner. So give them that space and, and let them know that when they do share that it really has an impact on you and that it was really important and you're glad that they did. Oh, that is beautiful. And thank you for letting our nines know that and to feel that they can call out for that as they rise up and their partners to hear that too. I often say to my nine daughter, if she interrupts something because maybe she's feeling she won't be heard, I say to her, you know, I try to kind of answer fast and then I stop myself and I'm like, no, you're worth a full answer. Let me finish this conversation and now let me really Mm -hmm. fully tend to you because I know she's used to me sometimes forgetting her. And sometimes I lay awake at night and I'm like, oh, did I give her what she needs? Because I do feel like there's a lot of peacefulness that our nines have that we might miss them sometimes. So I'm just out there with you guys working on all this, (laughs) hoping we're making a difference, knowing we are your 
tips are just invaluable. They're worth more than gold. Danny, thank you for this. Tell us Hmm. where our audience can get in touch with you and your book and all of the, actually tell us about some other resources and your book. Okay. So my book is called the Enneagram for Christian couples, Mm -hmm. and it is subtitled a guide to understanding your personality types and deepening your relationship. Mm-hmm. And there are three sections in it. So there's a little uh, test that you can each take at the, be- mm-hmm. at the beginning, just a little checklist. Mm-hmm. And then there's a section where you get to do a little dive into your type. Um, and then the next section has to do with understanding your partner. It's probably my favorite part of the book because it's kind of fun to swap and say, okay, read about this. And what did you learn about me? So it could be a really valuable and fun way to get to know each other's any type. And that's available um, I saw it on Target the other day, so that's kind of cool, but you can definitely get it on Amazon, that sort yeah, of thing. It was fun. Um, yeah, it was fun. So um, you can also find me um, through my website, which is deepwatersenneagram.com, but I'm most active on Instagram at deepwatersenneagram. And um, when you're on Instagram, if you go to the link in my bio, I have two freebies that are available. One is kind of a cheat sheet to all nine types. And gives you a behind the scenes of what each type is like. If you're newer to the Enneagram or you just want to read it again, I find um, anytime I listen to another introduction to the Enneagram thing, which I do a lot, um, I learn more about Mm -hmm. the types and and how they're um, explained. There's so much nuance to every type. So even if you think you know all the types, I'd invite you to grab that. Yeah. And I also have a new freebie, which is called um, how to recognize when your type is trying to be the boss of you. So um, my main thing with teaching the Enneagram is, is the fact that you are so much more than your Enneagram type. And the work that I do with people, I work with couples and teams and individuals, it's to identify your type so that you can begin the work of disidentifying with your type. Um, there is little flavors of all nine types in each one of us. And so turning up the volume on some of those other types can help us live a more full and balanced life. And um, so that's what I love to work with people on. And I'm actually launching a membership this spring that's called The Full Story. And it's it's how to learn how to act differently than your type does and how to kind of rewrite the story that's a lot more full and has a lot more freedom in it. Oh my gosh, that is such a gift to everyone because we're like, okay, I love my gifts, but like, I hate yeah. the stuff that I feel stuck by. And and mm. yet we're not trying to abandon that when we learn about the other nuances, but it may relieve some of that tension and give you some right. new movements. And Danny, it's, you're a gift because as a one, I think one of your gifts is clarifying. And to be able to have a checklist for couples, to be able to exchange the book, to be able to have these freebies, like you said, when we're all I'm going to explain it differently from you as a thinking type. It's so fun for people to be able to say, let me go back to this baseline and know that Danny has a membership where you could grow into this more integrated uh, rainbow of types, right? That's right. Oh, I love that rainbow idea. Yeah. We love our glowy terms over here. And also we love music, the full <laughs> scale of all the notes. So anyway, uh, yes, thank you. And I love your Instagram handle. I've thought of that so many times. It's just my favorite Instagram handle. The maybe just the Tolkien in me of liking the sound of words and the <laughs> onomatopoeia. Deep waters, uh, Enneagram. It's so beautiful. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. So we'll be finding you there and thank you for sharing and happy Valentine's to you. Same to you, Krista. Thanks for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Guys, I hope you felt refreshed by Danny and encouraged and just given direction. I think that's one of the very best things that ones can give us is a direction and an action plan because they're doers. And she's given us a very specific verb kinds of action. So I feel like we can do now. And I feel like she also came in with grace and peace and knows that it's a journey with us. So remember that too, if you're in that space of having an inner critic, and if you're just needing more grace, make sure you follow Danny. She's a wonderful follow over at Deep Waters Enneagram. You heard us talk about our coaching. You heard us talk about her book. Everything is in the show notes, including her two freebies. So make sure you go check her out and we will talk to you guys soon. Have a wonderful week. We're so happy for all the work you're doing and have some fun with us too. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.